Bugle, audio newspaper for a visual world. Hello, Buglers, and welcome to issue 4290 of The Bugle, the show that has chronicled all of history, apart from the first 13 billion years or so. <laughs> I am Andy Zaltzman, and full disclosure after the shock revelation last week that I have now, in my life, been to a punk gig. I <laughs> should try to restore cosmic order to the Bugleverse by emphasising that I have never ridden in a Hells Angels rally, attended a dogfight, participated in an exorcism, not an official one anyway, eaten a pelican, performed a tracheotomy, <laughs> used a pogo stick, not proud of that, uh, paid nuns to do a motorcycle pyramid, or built a blood igloo. Those are things that are <laughs> still on my bucket list, but I haven't done them yet. Um, joining me today, right here, right now, or right there, right then, unless you're here in my shed at this very second that we're recording, which I'm willing to bet that you aren't, in all six glorious dimensions, Nish Kumar and Chris Addison. Welcome. Welcome to the shed. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> what a place to be. Finally in the shed. Does I, it meet I, up all your expectations? I've never been in the shed. No, me neither. I've seen it so often on a Zoom. And the first thing I said, that Chris said, I was about to say that, is that it's like being inside your mind. <laughs> I, I'm looking directly, for the benefit of listeners, at a DVD that just says cricket in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking... <laughs> I'm looking at, at, at something that appears to be a video of cricket in the 1970s on a now obsolete format. <laughs> it, could, it could not be more Andy Zaltzman. Uh, it, there's a lot of cricket bats here and a picture of Muddy Waters. <laughs> but what, what we don't see is somewhere there must be, and I'm guessing possibly in this filing cabinet, a crippling sense of shame. <laughs> There's so many cricket books. I know, but the thing is, some of them are in order. That's what feels unlike Andy. All right. Well, that's only the wisdoms that have numbers on. <laughs> Everything else is chaos. There's so many cricket bats. It is absolutely incredible. It'd be great if you ever actually needed to have therapy. Instead of you could do such a shortcut, you just bring your therapist in here and go have a look. Around. That's basically what I appear to have done today. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's thrilling to be here. Um, I've actually just come fresh from football, and I've never bugled this close to football. Right. I've certainly never bugled this close to having any exercise. So I'm worried that the uh, e sort of extra oxygen in my blood that's flying around my body <laughs> is going to make me even angrier. Right. Okay. So I mean, Lennox Lewis used to do that. He used to do um, chess boxing, didn't he? So he'd do a round of boxing and then what? He'd like play chess in between. Fight a black guy in one square and then a white guy in another, <laughs> and then work his way around. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember that from it. I'd have to check it, check back over the stats of his career for that. Um, uh, yeah, well, I hope you, I hope you uh, managed to, to to soldier through this this hugely important recording. A lot of very important things happening in the world. Um, we are recording on the sixth of February, twenty twenty four. Just as the surprising news that King Charles has died <laughs> would have reached people on this day in sixteen eighty five, Charles the second, the party king. Chucky Tutu, as he likes to be known, popped his remorselessly fornicatory clogs on the 6th of February, 1685. <laughs> You're right. Some of the oxygen is uh, taking effect on... Uh... It's straight in. Can you get cancelled by association? Are <laughs> we in trouble? That's just a fact. Just a pure fact. Okay. Of which, but, uh, so he, he, he died, um, Charles II, 6th of February, 1685, at which point an estimated 17% of the British population were his outer wedlock children. Um, <laughs> on uh, on this day, 
1918, the Representation of the People Act was passed, um, allowing women to vote. Oh. What do you... I mean, Too early it, to say. Too early to Too say. Too early to say how that's worked out. <laughs> I, it's political correctness gone mad. <laughs> God. Um, only women over the age of 30, provided they met minimum property-owning qualifications uh, at, at the time. Uh, this followed 17 years after the death of Queen Victoria, who, according to legend didn't believe that women existed. Um, but the increasing weight of evidence that they either definitely or probably did resulted in the 1918 Representation of the People Act. And despite many people's concerns that if women were allowed to vote, then up to 35% of babies would be born as potatoes, men would be forced to wear clogs, or that cheese would become sentient, poisonous and or contagious, especially at weekends, uh, the Act uh, was passed. Things luckily haven't panned out quite like that, and now we've reached the utopian ideal where female politicians have proved themselves to have the capacity to be just as absolutely useless as men and uh, we will touch a little bit on that from a British perspective later in this show on the 7th of February the US state of Mississippi officially certified the 13th amendment approving the abolition of slavery in the year any guesses 1978 good guess is it going to be is it going to be something even worse like 2002 it's even worse than that it's 2013 <laughs> <laughs> I mean You've got to mind them for sticking to their guns. Yeah. You know, people people crumble under popular pressure, but they really are showing how to just stick it out there. Is there a more telling anecdote about what America is than they had an African-American president and one of the states had failed to ratify the amendment abolishing slavery? Is there, is there a more telling anecdote about where America finds wow. itself? Uh, well, actually, we might have one. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Right yeah. <laughs> uh, but before that, uh, as always, a section of the bugle is going straight in the bin. Uh, this week, uh, well, we have a free giveaway for you um, because the increasingly uh, liberal government in this country is set to ban disposable vapes, thus denying British children the God-given right to spread cherry-cola-scented clouds <laughs> and leave detritus that takes thousands of years to biodegrade, a right that our ancestors fought all manner of wars for. I just think it's a bit sad that my great-great-uncle Neville lost his life in France during the First World War, and yet my kids will be denied the simple joy of filling their lungs with an addictive, if fruitily flavoured, um, fume-based substance uh, with as-yet-unknown health implications before tossing away the remnants. The slowly decay is a metaphor for the failures of untrammeled consumerism. <laughs> uh, I mean, my great-great-uncle Neville wasn't, uh, wasn't actually fighting in France when he died during the First World War. He was on an extended holiday in Saint-Tropez and had a heart attack whilst trying to climb out of a brothel window to escape a debt collector who also happened to be his wife. Besides which, he's fictional, and that didn't happen. But the point, the point stands. <laughs> he could have existed. He could have fought in that war. There's so many things that, are, that young children have been, been deprived of, you know. Simple joys. Yeah, many no. of them don't even know what the inside of a chimney looks like. Oh no, it's, you know, travelling at breakneck speeds along country roads in the back seat of a car with no seatbelt on, yeah. a drunken, drunken parent driving. <laughs> the, yep, the warm glow of that hard-earned shilling after you know a fourteen-hour day up that chimney, or, yeah. or, or the visceral thrill of taking down a Christian in front of a seventy-thousand-strong crowd in the Colosseum whilst wearing a <laughs> pantomime lion outfit, even listening to Test Match Special live from India. All those joys, sadly gone. But to make it up to our British listeners. Um, a free with this week's bugle. You can get your choice of our two free audio vapes. Simply <laughs> hang a speaker around your neck uh, and play this snippet of sound as you walk down the streets to generate the same effect as vaping. Uh, vape A. Watermelon. Or is it bubblegum? Or maybe a little bit of both. And vape B. Menthol. But I'm not ill. What is menthol and why? <laughs> uh, those are your two audio vapes. Do use them responsibly. In the bin.
Top story this week, America is still f***ing mad. <laughs> um, Evergreen headlines. It's, it's election year, as uh, exclusively revealed on the Bugle over recent weeks uh, in uh, in America and indeed in many other places, India, uh, but almost certainly the United Kingdom. Uh, but the phrase, a powder keg of stupidity, <laughs> could refer to so many things in American politics and, and people. Um, well, it was your wrestling name, of course. <laughs> So I don't know why, where the, why they've nicked that from you, first of all. Well, I'm very influential. Um, I would list all the things that could be described in American politics as a powder keg of stupidity, but I'm nearly 50 years old and I don't think realistically I've got time to do it justice. But when a senior figure in the Republican Party is A, calling something a powder keg of stupidity, and B, not meaning that to be a good thing, you know that something especially uh, a lunaticular is going on, even by the batshit-headed standards of Trumpic America. And... What we've had has been reports that Trump supporters have apparently pledged that they will wage, quotes, holy war against Taylor Swift, the multi-award winning singer and Kansas City Chiefs head coach. Um, there appears to be an assumption that there is a conspiracy involving Swift um, yeah. to basically uh, steal yet another election from Trump. Uh, Nish, I know you're a died-in-the-wall Swifty. Um, uh, yeah. I'm one of the great Swifties. I've got my Eras Tour back tattoo locked and loaded for when she gets here next year. I am. Yeah, gets here to the shed. Yes, here to. Uh, yeah, she's actually. It is interesting. She's playing stadiums across the country, but she is playing the shed as a warm-up gig. Little acoustic. Uh, acoustic just, just Andy and uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I said she could look at my signed collection, of, my signed collection of signed cricket bats. Well, we, we know she likes sports. She so. likes sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so she's taking... How, now, how do you pronounce this man's surname? Is it Kelsey? Travis yeah. Kelsey. Travis yeah. Kelsey, right. Yeah. So uh, she's now being accused it's of... It's Travis Kelsey. It's Trey... <laughs> <laughs> she's taking Travis Kelsey. Uh, so uh, she is now being accused by um, prominent uh, Trump-supporting Republicans of being an op or a psyop engineered by the deep state in order to benefit <laughs> Joe Biden. I'm reading these words... From the New York Times. <laughs> okay, um, so she is in a relationship uh, with Travis Kelsey and uh, he plays for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He's the star tight end, which uh, is amazingly a position <laughs> <laughs> in American football and also pornography. And uh, <laughs> uh, so the, the, this right-wing conspiracy that uh, the Kansas City um, Chiefs have been given a free pass to the Super Bowl so that Taylor Swift can be pictured in the stands at the Super Bowl and because of that, people will vote for Joe Biden. Is yeah. that, am I summarising that correctly? No, that is the absolutely correct yeah. summary, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think we can all agree, if there's one organisation that is going to favour progressive <laughs> politics, it is the National Football League. <laughs> It is the organisation that uh, punished Colin Kaepernick, not for protesting the national anthem, but for not protesting it hard enough. <laughs> they wanted Kaepernick down on both knees. The fact that he was taking one knee was not uh, not enough for them. And it's an organisation that has hosted uh, such progressive franchises as the New England Clan Robes and the Minnesota White Men of the Best. <laughs> um, uh, Reince Priebus. Um, get on. Have I pronounced that right? Yeah, right. Reince Priebus. Um, former Republican National Committee chair, if indeed he exists. Ryan's Priebus is a legal tenant, isn't he? <laughs> 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 so, being arrested for um, Ryan's <laughs> He was. Uh, he said that he thinks the Republicans are, are pursuing a, a, a questionable strategy by attacking Taylor Swift 
<laughs> and the NFL, and he, he was the one that said that it is a powder keg of stupidity. He said, I think we ought to have a few things in America that we can agree on, and those are two things. So, I mean, is that... I mean, is that... Is, I mean, for a start, are, are those the only two things America can hope to agree on? And even if that is the case, should Taylor Swift be... I mean, should America have to be of one mind about the multi-Grammy award-hoarding pop troubadour. Hoarding! <laughs> dissenting views on the Pennsylvania-born Shake It Off star no longer acceptable in the so-called land of the free. Chris. Listen, I, I, I've got to put my hands up here to say that I am not completely impartial on the whole Trump versus Swift thing. On the one hand, I, I increasingly feel there's something a little bit off about Trump. Uh, and, and on the other, I absolutely, I genuinely love Swift. I love to shake it off. I'm a huge fan of Lover. That's a great album. I adored Gulliver's Travels. Uh, <laughs> Lemuel Gulliver. There aren't enough people called Lemuel these days. There should I'm be sure more Lemuels. There must be some in the NFL. They've got. Yeah, for sure. Well, there are fewer than you think because the difficulty is the minute you've managed to get uh, uh, to assemble a decent number of Lemuels, they all panic and run off a cliff. Anyway, uh, Travis Kelsey is as niche as the tight end. The tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, I do love that that is a position. Uh, I've seen that guy in his game day leggings and let me tell you, it is not a misnomer. Uh, uh, other positions in American football include wide on, Low sack and deep back hole, <laughs> presumably. Anyway, but look, it strikes me that uh, conspiracy theories um, are just... The, the standard is dropping. Back in the day, it was the Illuminati and global elites. People were convinced that the moon landings were faked. But the NFL are throwing games to get Biden elected. It just feels a bit lowbrow, you know? <laughs> Only a couple of notches above Greg Wallace is using TikTok to try and shift the odds on who's going home this week on Dancing on Ice. So <laughs> in an attempt to rectify this situation and with one eye on merch opportunities, I've constructed a random conspiracy theory generator <laughs> so that would-be conspiracists and lonely men sitting in their basements on jizz-encrusted cushions can once again get behind some proper gold-plated batshittery. So it's quite a simple system. You spin each of these three wheels <laughs> once. The first determines what is being affected. The second determines how it is being affected. And the third determines who is doing the affecting. So let's have a go. All right. So spin the first wheel. Unidentified flying objects. Spin the second. Are being chemically castrated by... Spin the third. The Jews. Let's, uh, let's have another go. Spin one. White history. Spin two. Was constructed in a lab by... And number three. The Jews. <laughs> one, let's go. Spin one. JFK. Classic. Two. Is spread in chemtrails by three, the Jews. <laughs> it is always the Jews in conspiracy theories. They're basically like creative writing projects by anti-Semites. The third wheel in this system is just a disc with the Jews written all around it. It's like the dartboard at Jeremy Corbyn's house. Anyway, you can buy that from the Bugle shop. Well, yeah, I mean, it is a genuine concern that, this, that, as you say, the standard of conspiracy theories is... Going to, at a time Probably. when they're more and more popular, I guess it's like anything. If you spread it too wide, that you know the st the standard go because I mean it used to be that I mean from the Republican point of view, yeah, you have, you have pizza delivery based 
mass child abuse conspiracy. That yeah. there's a bit of imagination and creativity that's gone into making that shit up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know what it doesn't have? Yeah. A celebrity endorsement. Uh, I guess not. The presence uh, of Taylor Swift is designed yeah. to bump these conspiracy theories up. And also, it does sort of weirdly fit in quite an odd tradition of American conspiracy theories. Because in the 60s, there was an American conspiracy that the Beatles were a way of uh, smuggling... Dr they were spreading pro-drug messages in their songs for an international drug cartel headed up by the Queen of England. <laughs> that was a, real, <laughs> that was a genuine conspiracy theory in the 1960s. And we, we still... I mean, obviously that's... You know, that operation was still covered by the official secret act, so I think it's 75 years <laughs> off the death of the Queen. So, yes. we probably won't know for sure one way or the other in our lifetimes. So. And there was that time that John Lennon was murdered by the Colombian drugs. <laughs> it was the White Escobar. Yeah. So, as you say, the reason that these, the, uh, this, uh, this conspiracy has emerged is essentially because of this, uh, of Taylor Swift's nascent romantic romance with... <laughs> with, with Travis Kelsey for whatever reason Swift has neglected to have a relationship instead with any leading figures in the Republican Party to, to quell such speculation she could have easily had a relationship with Mr Trump with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell with the ousted Speaker Kevin McCarthy or even with the late President Rutherford B Hayes whose campaign slogan Oh Behaze Yourself proved so effective in the 1876 election and nor has he endorsed the Republicans. I don't know why, perhaps because she doesn't think supporting their rapist insurrectionist con man for yes. president would <laughs> hit particularly well with her fan base. We, we, just, we, just, we just don't know. I'm not going not gonna to prejudge that. And, um, <laughs> New York Times um, report said that the Biden team is even perhaps angling for an official endorsement from the singer who did not write either Gimme Shelter or... Uh, <laughs> Beethoven's Ninth, um, but nonetheless has been extremely successful, and and also the another another fear seems to be that Swift might and strap in for the ultimate nefarious conspiracy, encourage people to vote. Yeah, which you know encouraging young people to vote that goes against pretty much everything the American political system is. It, yes, it does. On. It does tell you something about the Republican Party's current predicament, entirely self-induced current predicament. That the worst thing that could possibly happen is if young people voted. That is the it's the predicament actually the Conservative Party here and the Republican Party in America is the one thing that they have to do is make sure that as many young people as possible get nowhere near the polls later on this year. Well, the, the Conservative Party here have extended the vote to expats <laughs> this week, which is an absolute guaranteed way of getting old gits. Well, to, uh, there's there's just news breaking that they're proposing extending it to the dead. As well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The Grateful Dead or the dead in general? <laughs> just, just, just the dead people. Provided they were um, uh, over a certain amount of wealth when they died. Um, uh, so Vivek Ramaswamy. Here um, we go. The former presidential candidate who has openly admitted that he is a total and irredeemable... Sorry, I misread that. He's thrown his support behind Donald Trump. Uh, my mistake. Uh, Conspiracy theorised. I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl. And I wonder if there is a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially culturally propped up couple this fall. So, I mean, that, I don't know where do you start unpicking that. Let's I mean, be quite clear about Ramaswamy. So he he, he had a presidential candidacy. Uh, it's been abandoned due to lack of interest. Oh, He's now positioning himself to try and be Trump's running mate. The problem with Vivek Ramaswamy is they are going to have to examine some of the laws about who is allowed to run for office because he's not actually a human being. He's a uh, <laughs> horse's colon and anus that was surgically removed and brought to life by a witch's curse. Tragically, the witch was interrupted mid-process. So Ramaswamy has the body and face of a man, 
but instead of a brain has the colon of a horse <laughs> and as such is cursed to spew horse shit for the rest of his living days. So they are going to have to right. examine some of the rules around who's allowed to run for office. And he is another... And listen... There's a precedent there because I think James Buchanan was basically... <laughs> the, the <laughs> Salzburg with a Buchanan burn! <laughs> Take that! It, it's another the continued political career of Vivek Ramaswamy is another uh, another blank in, the, in it's a, just another example of the conservative Indians who are ruining politics uh, are, you know in America in Britain Ramaswamy Rishi Sunak uh, let's not forget the original Indian conservative Narendra Modi the old reverse <laughs> Santa the whole thing is making me as a Hindu Indian embarrassed to enter rooms i'm entering sort of bent over nish, apologizing nish, but nish there are lots of reasons you should be embarrassed <laughs> to enter that's not one of them I, on, I've, re- I've realized that i'm conducting myself the way white people should have been for the last two thousand years we've been the bad guys for five minutes and we're all hunched over in shame you guys striding into rooms with your back straight saying another day of doing things people will always think are cool <laughs> But, I mean, to be fair, I guess, you know, when he says, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl, it is a pretty hard game to call. <laughs> I mean, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs with a huge big game experience in recent years, two Super Bowl victories, the coaching ingenuity of Andy Reid and their quarterback wizard Patrick Mahomes, the 49ers with their potent and varied running game and the confidence of having scraped through two gripping matches in the uh, in the playoffs to make it to, uh, to the Super Bowl. You can see why he's finding it a hard... But you have to remember the 49ers are up against the combined strength of the deep state. Yeah, and of course... I'm fascinated to know how that would manifest itself. And of course Taylor Swift fresh from all those victories in in the the Grammys. So my prediction is Kansas to sneak it by 141 points to zero. Swift running in for 17 of Kansas's 20 touchdowns and the frankly showboating two-point conversion at the end of the first half. That's my prediction. Vivek, if you're listening, put your money on. In other American news, the um, well, current President Joe Biden um, took some time out from um, buttering current up. Current President at time of <laughs> <Yeah>. recording. <laughs> took some time out from uh, buttering up uh, the world's leading pop stars to endorse his presidential campaign to call Benjamin Netanyahu a bad f***ing guy, <laughs> according The according original to the BSG. According to, <laughs> according to, uh, to, to reports. I mean, that's... Um, yeah, that's... That's big talk from a from president. It's president. big talk. It's a. Uh, I mean, I'd say, say what you will about Biden. Like a stop clock, he is right twice a day and fucking <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu, to be fair to him, is a bad fucking guy yeah. who's been uh, trying to uh, make essentially change the judicial system in Israel to make it legal for B Netanyahu's to commit any and all crimes that they wish to commit. Well, he's basically trying to make it legal to be a bad. F- and you know he, he he's he's conducting a uh, bombing campaign uh, and a military campaign in Gaza that is listen I think if you if you are taken to the uh, international court court of human rights and the evidence presented against you is things your own ministers have said that's not a great look <laughs> that's not that's not even a, a particularly good look 
But uh, the interesting thing about Netanyahu is that he's consistently presented by uh, leaders like Rishi Sunak and Joe Biden, in public at least, as being someone that they're trying to do business with and resolve the two-state solution peacefully. But Benjamin Netanyahu has been quite clear. He has no interest in peace or a two-state solution. And at this point, everyone is trying to get Garfield to run on a pro-Mondays platform. <laughs> like It's very clear he doesn't want any of this to happen. Listen, I, I don't mean to be controversial, but... I think we should stop electing knobheads. <laughs> We've given it a good go with those guys, your Netanyahu's, your Orbans, your Trumps, your Johnsons. The knobheads have had a proper crack at this and they're just not coming up with what we need. I'm not starry-eyed about the whole thing. I know we're not likely to vote in any actual humans. What are we, Scandinavia? Come on. But at this stage, I think just any kind of change. Do the dickweeds want to go? Sure, why not? The swipes. Let's let a couple of those guys in for a bit. I would take anything up to and including creepy douchebags right now. I draw the line at treacherous shit weasels, but on the other hand, never say never. The knobheads have got to go. There's your new t-shirt. <laughs> Biden, the creepy Biden, what weasels? Creepy shit weasels. Oh yes, I yeah. think they were treacherous shit they weasels. Were by creepy douchebags. They were beaten by Taylor Swift in the album of the year. They threw it. <laughs> they threw it. Wasn't that the original name of the 49ers? <laughs> the thing is, it's a, it's it's a weird sort of confected diplomatic row, isn't it? And Biden, of course, has denied that he said it. And I think he's in the fortunate position of being pretty much the only politician in the world who, when he says, I have no memory of that, we all <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> yeah. probably haven't. Uh, what I will say is I was trying to uh, quickly Google uh, to make sure that I'd found the uh, exact correct wording that his spokesperson used. What I would say is if you're looking for these comments, uh, try and Googling Biden Netanyahu. Don't Google bad f***ing guy, uh, as I have just done, because it has... Uh, on Andy's Wi-Fi. <laughs> on Andy's Wi-Fi. <laughs> it, it, it went to pornography alarmingly quickly. <laughs> oh, man. I once I was once... Um, Very much like Renaissance art. Gave <laughs> up. I was uh, once... Um, the focus of some of Biden's attempts at diplomacy. Oh, what? Uh, when, yeah, so I met Joe Oh, Biden. no, Chris, it wasn't a real. That was a TV show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I know. So in making that TV show, we made a we made a, uh, a little film for the White House Correspondents' Dinner in like 2015, something like that. And it involved filming Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the Veep in Veep, along with the then Vice President... Joe Biden, yes, uh, mucking about together, and they. So there was a point where we basically we we sat in his the official residence, the Naval Observatory, whilst we waited for it to go dark so we could film this this scene. And he very sweetly sort of came and sat with us and uh, and tried to kind of chat and entertain us. He, by the way, did not like me at all, <laughs> <laughs> at all. But he um, so and, and he said, um, "Hey, I got something that you'd like." And he went off and he got an enormous binder of his mother's poetry. What? Yeah. And his mother, his mother was Irish and hated, hated the English to the point, he told <laughs> us, where once she stayed in a hotel where she was told that the bed had been slept in by the Queen and so she slept on the floor. <laughs> she wasn't having it. And he read us this poetry and this poetry was all smashing the, the English, making their blood run. Are you sure, read, are you sure that wasn't the American national anthem? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was the English national anthem at the Battle of Scots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he read all of this and then um, and then said, uh, "What do you think of that?" <laughs> and that is Joe Biden's diplomacy. <laughs> it was extraordinary. 
<laughs> yeah. So for all of the denials that the White House has been putting yeah. out, it really sounds yeah. absolutely in character. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Wasn't he once caught on camera describing the passage of Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act as a being a big f***ing deal? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he just likes big f***ing things. <laughs> or maybe he just likes f***ing big <laughs> Another one of the great American statespeople, uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, yeah! doing his bit to bring about global peace by going to Russia, which he says is doing very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, when Tucker Carlson is being deployed to Moscow, does... I think <laughs> that's. I mean, that's that's a very bold claim that he's been deployed. It's very much a self deployment, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's there on State yeah. Department business. Tucker, yes, Tucker, you've got to go. Okay, Tucker. <laughs> Unless they're actively trying to leak stuff to the Russian government, I'm not sure you'd give Tucker Carlson anything to go to Moscow with. Um, I mean, where where do we go from here as a species? If you know, we got Tucker Carlson meeting Vladimir Putin. Is, I mean, are we just done? Is well, that... th this is the proposed thing, isn't it? They've said that there's a rumour that he's he's in Moscow and he's posting pictures on social media himself on in Moscow and he's saying that everything's going well in Russia and the rumour is that he's going to have a sit-down with Vladimir Putin, which I imagine is going to be two people with, I, I'm just going to say it, the energy of a pair of absolute sex pests. Like, I... <laughs> I can't prove anything. I'm just talking about the vibe. And the vibe is the Frost Nixon of sex pests. <laughs> Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin. It's it, it's an astonishingly molesty vibe that they share. Yeah. The man, who's, uh, the man whose name sounds like what a police chief in a TV show shouts when he's choosing two minor characters for a job. Tucker Carlson, <laughs> you're on stakeout. The man who looks like the coach in a Nigel Farage-produced reboot of Friday Night Lights. The man who looks like what happens when Brooks Brothers build a branch on an old Native American burial ground is upsetting snowflakes, libtards, crybabies, and anyone with a shred of actual decency again. To be fair to Tucker Carlson, I doubt he wanted to go to Moscow at all. Somebody probably just said his name three times and he appeared. In fact, the only real difference between Tucker Carlson and the Candyman is that when the Candyman appears after you say his name, he doesn't then hit you with the travel expenses. My main complaint against the longtime anti-LGBTQ plus campaigner and admirer of strongman political leaders who dresses like he's at a New England boarding school is that visiting Moscow and then going to the ballet just feels a little bit on the nose. If ever there was a man who needed to get laid, it's him. And by laid, I do mean filleted by a truck around the back of a harvester. I've always thought of him as basically a grifter. So when he set up a $72 a year streaming service in December, I assumed it was just another scam. But actually, I've had a look. There's quite a lot of stuff on there. There are TV shows, including The Traitors, Last of the Summer, Wine, 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 I May Destroy Democracy, only morons in the building, curb your immigration, and it's always sunny in the internment camp. Uh, there are also films including One Angry Man, The Bad and the Ugly, Psycho, Inglorious Bastard, Schindler's List 2, The Reich Strikes Back, and Apocalypse Now, Please. He's, he's definitely got the vibe of someone who's going to watch Side of Interest and go, I just was happy for the family. I was happy for the family and their, the career achievements of the guy. The property prices were remarkably low for the area. It's a good part of Poland. Gambling news now, and um, uh, please gamble responsibly. Obviously, um, uh, the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak 
has been slammed. Did you just make yourself laugh by remembering it was Prime Minister? <laughs> it really felt like you, it really felt like an involuntary reaction as your body reacted yeah. to the phrase Prime Minister Richie Sunak yeah. as it came out of your own mouth. It still doesn't seem... Can't be right. Can't be right. Can't be right. I mean, it's not as wrong as um, some others. Yeah. Um, uh, it has been criticised for <laughs> essentially accepting a bet from Piers Morgan Um of £1,000 that he will fire an asylum seeker from a catapult or <laughs> maybe send him in a plane to Rwanda by the time of the election. Piers Morgan basically <laughs> bet him. Sunak then shook his hand. So the bet is complete, essentially, under the laws of uh, the laws of uh, gambling. Unless a duel happens, I can't, I can't remember how it <laughs> um, And he's been, <laughs> been criticised being out of touch for betting, for betting on the, the Rwanda... The Rwanda plan. He said he was taken by surprise. Now this is an interview with Piers Morgan. Mm. He's Rishi Sunak. He's quite young, isn't he? But he's still over forty. Yeah. If yeah. you're being interviewed by Piers Morgan and you're taken by surprise by him doing or saying something a bit grandstandy and provocative in highly questionable taste, you do not have the judgment skills to be prime minister. That that he's he's let himself. That's like being surprised when a bird shits on your car windscreen. I had no idea. They would do such a thing. Um, it's not great quality to say the prime minister will be fine as long as no one surprises him. Yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah. jumps out and shouts, "Boo!" He might nuke Scotland. Um, he said he's he said in the interview he's, he, he's not a betting person. Um, there's a couple of things about this. There's, is this the same Rishi Sunak who, before he went into politics, worked in investment banking <laughs> and then hedge funds? That is as much of a betting person as you can possibly get. And the same Rishi Sunak who supported Brexit, the biggest blind f***ing punt in British political and economic history. But to me, him claiming not to be a betting person just based on that was like Hugh Hefner looking at Cano uh, uh, Canova's The Three Graces and responding, not my thing, I'm not really into nude women. <laughs> but then uh, people have posted a, a clip from an interview he did on Test Match Special the uh, the um, BBC's cricket commentary of which, declare some interest <laughs> of which I am a part oh. and I was there the day he was interviewed at Lords it was um, last summer and uh, we had got to, they do the big interview during the lunch break and I absented myself <laughs> from my chair whilst the interview happened but he's, he uh, said during that interview that he was quite into spread betting on sport yeah. when he was work so when he says he's not a betting person. He's, I don't know, should we say being forgetful? Yeah. Is that fair? It's quite, I mean, even for the last few years of British politics, it's quite the thing to have to try and wrap your mind around. So he was doing an interview with Piers Morgan, the journalist citation needed, <laughs> as part of a, a television <laughs> programme he presents on Talk TV, a uh, Rupert Murdoch-owned right-wing news channel that has so few v viewers, I should be presenting a show on it. <laughs> um, and uh, this, the conversation turned at one point to the Rwanda plan, which just it's worth reminding buglers that the Rwanda plan, the bones of it are that anyone who is comes here seeking asylum or as a, comes here as a refugee is put on a plane to Rwanda to be processed, 
offshore, like the wet dream of a racist travel agent. <laughs> and in the process of that conversation, Morgan said, well, you've, you've not actually successfully managed to deport anyone uh, as part of this scheme, which is uh, absolutely true. And so he said, I'll bet you £1,000 to a refugee charity that you don't get anybody on those planes before the election. Will you take that bet? So what Piers Morgan is saying is that he will uh, actually uh, be giving that money to a refugee charity. What I would say to him is, just give the money to the charity. Like, there's no real... But what was amazing about Rishi Sudak in that moment is that he said, yes, I'll take the bet, and shook his hand, but didn't then say, I will also give the money to a charity. <laughs> the whole thing. It, it, he he looks so surprised in the moment. It, it couldn't be more... And lots of people have been pointing this out uh, on social media today, but it couldn't look more like a kid who's been bullied at school <laughs> trying to get in with the bigger boys. Like, it's, it, it is an absolute embarrassment. And as the country is so fond of talking up at the moment, what would happen if we went to war with Russia? Because there's been a lot of talk about how we don't have enough people in the army, so we might have to have yeah, national yeah. conscription. I would say no one needs to worry about that. If we go to war with Russia, our prime minister might get bullied by Vladimir Putin <laughs> popping out from a cupboard. <laughs> During this, he uh, was also asked if Keir Starmer was a terrorist sympathiser, Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, and uh, um, responded, the facts speak for themselves. So I guess on one interpretation, that's just him saying, no, obviously he's not a terrorist sympathiser. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I'd like to, I mean, this this idea of the facts speak for them, if we, have we known nothing else yeah. from this millennium, so, that facts do not speak for themselves. <laughs> Any more than a ventriloquist dummy speaks for itself. That is the whole art of 21st century politics. You make the facts say what you want them to f***ing say. Um, well, I mean, listen, we can matter. all we can all use those kind of rhetorical flourishes. I mean, the Rwanda plan, I mean, obviously people are very outraged at the moment because it seems out of touch given the cost of living crisis that two very wealthy people could be making bets like the f***ing beginning of the movie Trading Places. But obviously... <laughs> At a base level, we should also be outraged by the inhumanity of the Rwanda scheme. And, you know, we can all throw things around. And, you know, all I'm saying is, is Rishi Sunak sexually aroused by human misery? The fact speaks for themselves. <laughs> the facts speak for themselves. He's knocking one out every night thinking about, is he? I don't know. Is he? The facts speak for themselves. I think, I think there's been a lot of this, he's out of touch. Yeah. nonsense since there's been a whole lot of he's no man of the people kind yeah. of response to this but he is a man of the people he is it's just that the people he's a man of are the terrible terrible <laughs> 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 to be fair to the lad I thought it was refreshing to see him taking a pointless gamble with his own money for a change that's quite nice and if we're honest here his real danger is winning He's a tiny little fellow. If no, he's no bigger than his own thumb or charisma. If Morgan chooses to pay him the grand in one pound coins, it's going to take him absolutely ages to carry them one by one to his piggy bank. So I mean, what, what's you know? Obviously, people criticised him for taking this bet. Said it was in bad taste and out of touch. I mean, what bets do you think he should be he should be taking on? I mean, should it be the number of asylum seekers who die in British custody? Is that a, is that a more appropriate? Yeah, and if he likes spread betting, is he going to be betting on the names of the asylum seekers on the plane? Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It, 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 he's opening a dangerous door up for himself. I mean, presumably the bet he should be taking is whether or not he's going to be Prime Minister at the end think, of this year. Is he allowed to do that? Because <laughs> he can know. throw that fight. What's the technicality? Uh, he'd have to put... A, I mean, if he put all of his and his wife's combined wealth on that bet, he could get himself a tenner. I think. <laughs> 
let, let's start doing that. Let's commit as a nation for the, all of the British Beaglers out there. If you see Rishi Sunak, try and get him to bet all his money on something absolutely absurd. And if you surprise him, he will agree to it. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Uh, let's talk quickly about his predecessor, Liz Truss, who has attempted to, um, uh, I don't know, relaunch, re rebirth herself in... <laughs> rebirth is... Yeah, um, yeah. Respawn. <laughs> um... Uh, we we mentioned this briefly last week, and the, all the, the the extraordinary number of different factions in the Conservative Party, and this new uh, popular conservatism group that she was trying to launch, oh. along with uh, with Jacob Jacob Rees-Mogg and various other members of the uh, the Conservative Party, and it had its launch today. Um, yes, and it appears to have splintered into rival factions. <laughs> the, the splinter faction at its launch splintered into. Further splinter factions. It's like a uh, conservative party. It's like the <laughs> yeah, yeah, purest yeah. version of the conservative party possible. Yeah, it's popular conservatism is the name of the group, which is not how anything works. If I change my name by D poll to Jay Z, I don't get to f Beyonce. That's not how <laughs> any of this stuff works. Um, four MPs were uh, billed to speak, just two were present Liz Truss and Jacob Rees Mogg. Uh, the former cabinet minister, Ranil Jawadna, who's seen as a kind of star of the Tory right, pulled out on Monday, as you say, swiping at his fellow panellists because there was infighting. Simon Clark, who was another um, former cabinet minister, was removed from the lineup after calling for Rishi Sunak to be ousted. <laughs> oh, so yeah. as Liz Truss was on stage trying to launch this party, she was doing essentially the political equivalent of Marty McFly in Back to the Future, <laughs> fading away <laughs> as she's out in front of an audience. <laughs> the fact that people are willing to call themselves Trussites is absolutely astonishing given her political legacy. Listen, it has been discussed on this podcast before, but for a time I did a show for a short form video platform called Quibi. And the reason it co keeps coming up is because Andrew likes to remind me that I took down <laughs> not only my show, but the whole platform with it. The premise of it was YouTube, but you pay for it. And in many ways, Liz Truss is the Quibi of people. A bad idea who we were heavily warned against that went as expected. But no one now is walking around going, man, I'm a real Quibi guy. <laughs> But there are still people calling themselves trustites. And all I would say is, like, I would note, sound a note of caution. King Charles is being treated for cancer. And Liz Truss has come back into public life on the oh. same day. She's... Keep her away from him. She already <laughs> did the mum. She's come back for the son. She's like the Terminator, but she actually gets results. Keep her the f*** away from King Charles. She's come back to do the son. <laughs> She's extraordinary. There's a report about this meeting in The Guardian that <clears throat> referred to her as being, and I quote, unfazed by the criticism. <laughs> You've got that right. I think she might be the most unfazed humour on the planet. In many ways, it's a complete inability to be phased that was our economic undoing as a nation. I think phaseability is a highly underrated quality in a politician, along with shame and knowing when to go the f*** away now. <laughs> also, like, this whole popular... Because they, they're calling themselves, and it's on the, you know, the livery behind them, Popcons. <laughs> popcorns. It sounds like a mid-90s CBBC show starring <laughs> the people who didn't quite make the audition for the Spice Girls. <laughs> or a cereal that had to be withdrawn after somebody choked to death on a free pog. <laughs> Even Quartain wasn't there because he's standing down. He's standing down. He's yeah. standing down. That, that, that all happened today as well. And it's sort of being seen as like his like final revenge on her. He's announced that he's going to stand down as an MP. Well, it's like the old tongue twister, isn't it? Quasi Quartain quasi quashed the economy, <laughs> then quietly quit his constituency. <laughs> <laughs> she's 
she uh, her please, speech please. was an absolute. It was just a batshit bingo hall. It was because she was just hitting all of the key phrases. She said that the uh, leftists <laughs> who were disguised as environmentalists were taking power away from families and giving it to the state and unelected bodies. She hit out. Uh, she said the uh, attempts to achieve net zero was pandering to anti-capitalists and said that ordinary people believe the wokery that is going that is going on is nonsense. And she said wokeism seems to be on the curriculum. And in response to this, you have to ask the question we all have been asking: Who has been in charge this entire? F- time. She keeps saying the left have been on the march. The Conservatives have been in power for 14 years. It's unbelievable that the idea that the left has been on the march this entire time. I mean, I I genuinely can't believe the gall. Well, I've started to wonder whether, like, I think for her, she's damaged. She genuinely has to believe this. Yeah, in, right. In the, in the way that people don't remember traumatic experiences, because if she for one second understood what had happened, she, you would, your own cranium would collapse. In so on you're itself, basically saying it? her, shame. her prime ministership is essentially like childbirth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't last. Yeah. Didn't last. But quite I've got as to long. be honest. Yeah, and nothing really good came out of it. I know, except that since then, none of us have slept through the night. <laughs> Well, uh, that brings us to the end of uh, this week's uh, Bugle. Uh, do enjoy um, Taylor Swift Super Bowl on uh, on Sunday. I mean, it's it's you know it's gonna be it's huge. For the is election. the halftime show just gonna be a close up camera of her face? Um, I think so. Who is doing the halftime show? Uh, well, I assume it's Taylor, just like a thousand cloned Taylor Swift. It'd be great if she, it was just her booing whoever's on. It's Usher. 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 Oh my God! The early two thousands are back. <laughs> Low-rise jeans were waging a war on terror, and Usher is in the news. That is incredible news. I am thrilled to see Usher. <laughs> Usher it's become, up there. it's become a legacy gig, hasn't it? You sort of <laughs> half expect Chopin. Love <laughs> <laughs> to see Chopin. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. My dream. Who half-time... wants a waltz? <laughs> My dream Would halftime gig: Zaltzman, right in the in the round. That would be great. But uh, well, anyway, do enjoy the game if you're uh, your football fans, and I, th- I think strategically it could all come down to uh, the fact that George Kittle, the tight end for the 49ers, he's married to his college sweetheart, whereas Kelsey is dating the world's biggest pop star, and I think the whole game could swing on that. Well, his college sweetheart is actually Dua Lipa, so it's really <laughs> it's much of a muchness. Um, Thank you uh, for listening, uh, Buglers. Don't forget to buy your tickets to the Bugle live shows uh, that are uh, in March, dotted around the United Kingdom. Details at thebuglepodcast.com, where you can also join the Bugle voluntary subscription scheme and give a one-off or recurring contribution to help keep the show free, flourishing and independent. Premium subscribers uh, get a an exclusive bright orange vinyl record that is currently in production, uh, plus the monthly uh, subscriber-only Ask Andy show. Uh, Nish, what do you have to plug? Uh, I'm touring uh, the United Kingdom and Ireland, though I do accept the anger from the people of Ireland that when I say I'm touring the UK and Ireland, I'm touring the UK and I'm doing a show in Dublin. <laughs> um, and I accept their anger. It is legitimate. Uh, I'm doing that. and that you're coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that. The tickets are on sale at nishkumar.co.uk and you can buy my stand-up show about Bread Roll Gate, which Chris was actually there yeah, for. I was there. Yeah. I was there for the bread roll. Bread roll, bread roll gate. I can't... I've apologised so many times about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
What a it just felt like the thing to do <laughs> in the a, moment. Nick. What a reveal that would be. <laughs> uh, that All of that is available at my website. Chris? Um, well, I just want to plug that Nish is on tour. <laughs> uh, and since I threw the bread roll, I get some uh, <laughs> some kickback off the uh, DVD. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, Buglers. Until next time, goodbye. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.